Hello and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Julia Benbrook. Legendary coach and class of 2020 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame member, Eddie Sutton, leaves a legacy through the players he coached. Eddie won more than 800 games and was the first coach to take four different schools to the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. On this episode of the Inside OSU podcast, I'm talking with former OSU and NBA player Joey Graham. He talks about how Eddie influenced his decision to transfer to OSU after his sophomore year, gives details on an etiquette class that Eddie required the team to go to, and talks about what it was like to play for the great Eddie Sutton. Not often do you get to say that you you played with not alone a group of guys, but a coach with that type of caliber, with that type of influence. And myself as well as many others grow him a owe him a great deal of gratitude um, just for the influence and the leadership and the and the potential position that he put us into moving forward for success so uh we're all indebted to him and you've played at all levels you know all the way through to the nba and what were some things that made eddie's style of coaching unique and why do you think that those things worked well, Eddie was a no-nonsense type of coach. He didn't sugarcoat things. He told you exactly what had to be done, what needed to be done. Um, there wasn't any ifs, ands, or buts about it. And he knew this and what it would take for you to be successful. So he knew how to bring out that extra little bit, that extra ounce in you so he can get the full potential out of every ounce that you had. I could just think of the memories of just practice and just – the things he would say and the things that he would do just to tweak you just a little bit to get that extra ounce out of you. And it, 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 it stuck with me for years and years and years. And you and your twin brother, Stephen Graham, mm -hmm. transferred to OSU after two years at the University mm -hmm. of Central Florida. Correct. What influenced your decision to come play for OSU in Stillwater? Well, a lot of people know and don't know the full story behind that. We, uh, we decided to go to Central Florida, one, because it was close to home. We didn't really want to go far away from home for the first couple of years. Uh, my parents begged us to stay close. So at the time, Central Florida had the two scholarships for me and my twins, so we decided to go there. And they were, they were a pretty good basketball school. Uh, they were mid-major. I think when we first went there, they were part of the TAC conference, which is the Transatlantic Conference. Um, they played some really good teams, but the first two years we were there, I just, I felt an urge and something that I, I needed more. I needed more of a challenge. So when that two years was up, we contacted an old, old friend of ours uh, by the name of Ted Owens. He used to be the head coach for Kansas many, many years ago and told him, hey, we were looking to transfer, um, go to another school, something with a little bit more kick, a little bit more challenge for us. And Right off the bat, he knew the right school for us. I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to send us to Oklahoma State. But my thinking is it was going to be Kansas or Texas or OU because those are the affiliated schools that Ted Owens was uh, with. He went to OU and he coached at Kansas. I didn't think anything Oklahoma State. But he was really good friends with, with Eddie Sutton. So the story began. We came down uh, to Tulsa, which he, he lives there now, still Ted Owens does, and worked out for Eddie. Didn't know really he was coming. We were just doing a normal, regular workout. Eddie came in, um, 
we did our own regular routine that we always do. Every day that we go into the gym, we have the same routine. We work on our game. And Eddie came and sat down and we started our workout and he was just smiling from ED. And I was like, why is this, this coach I'm in here just, you know, smiling? I knew who he was. Right. Um, but it didn't phase us at all. We knew that we had to go in there and try to prove ourselves because it was for a reason. We knew we were going to go and work out for schools. But Eddie was smiling and he was smiling in such a way that made me think like the ball is rolling in his head some type of way. Um, and after the workout, he pulled us aside and he was like, uh, I want to invite you guys over to Oklahoma State to the campus, see the campus, see what you think. Um, and from there, it's history. We came over toward the, toward the facility, academic. We went around the campus and he took us to the center court. And uh, Eddie said, uh, this is where you guys are going to be successful, not only in basketball, but in life right here at this university. So uh, the rest is history after that. I was sold. When I saw that arena and how many students could fit in there, <laughs> it blew my mind. And the first game that we that I was able to play, not let alone the transfer year, because we had to sit out the first year from Central Florida, but the first game that I played in and the floor was rumbling, I said, wow, there's, there's nothing like this. You can't beat this. And I was sold. I was sold. And so when, when Eddie told you that too, you know, not only will you grow as players, but as people, was that something mm -hmm. he said often, that emphasis of who you were going to be as a person? Well, that's who Eddie was. You know, like I said, he didn't sugarcoat things and what he said he meant. Um, he knew the tools, what it took for guys like myself and many others to get to a certain place and get to a certain level. He pushed us. It wasn't easy by no stretch. <laughs> And, you know, there were many days where we were throwing up on the sideline, had full body cramps, um, you know, but he made sure that he got out of us what he needed to. And that wasn't just on the court, but in the classroom as well. He made us better men. He made us better academians. So we were well-rounded group. Um, if you can remember, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven graduates uh that year that graduated so i mean that goes to show right there how often does that happen almost a whole team graduates so that's rare it's really rare and then in those two seasons you were there and played for mm -hmm. coach sutton you made a trip to the final four and mm -hmm. a trip to the sweet 16. why mm -hmm. was that group of guys so successful you know what we had a group of guys that were just tough uh guys from different walks of life came from different adverse situations and coach was able to corral us all together, get on the same page and get us to play at a high level, um, which made us elite. You know, we didn't, we didn't know we were that good. We didn't know that we could play, you know, at that high of a level. We knew we had talent. We didn't know how much talent. Um, I can remember that final four season when we were in the preseason we would be in the gym and we were playing pickup and it would just get so competitive. And it was, it's, it's rare that games are so competitive every possession, every day that fights almost break out. <laughs> so we knew it was something special. We knew that we had a bunch of guys that wanted to compete um, and wanted to win. And coach saw that we all saw it. And he convinced us that we were a special group and that we were going to do great things. 
And that's exactly what we did. I think we had a great season. We were, what, 31-4 and four that final four, final four season. Wow. And we, you know, when the Big 12 started the conference, we had a stretch of games. And at that point, we didn't think we could get beat at all. So it was, it was an experience for, for the ages. Do you keep in touch with any of those guys still? Every once in a while, you know, I contact the guys. Ivan's here. He lives here. He coaches um, at Ponca City. Um, I talk to Tony. I talk to John every once in a while. Uh, James on Curry. Uh, I talked to TC, Terrence Crawford, a little bit ago. David Mons, Marcus. There's a few guys um, that were on the team that I still reach out to. Um, it was just a great group of guys, guys that you can call brothers for a lifetime. So we had a special group that were here at that time. And do you, had you seen Eddie recently? I know he was coming to a few games here and there. Had you had mm -hmm. the chance to see him? Uh, before we moved here, the last time I saw him was in the 2014 reunion. Um, and then we moved here a couple years ago and I was able to go to a few games and he was there. Um, but his health had already started to deteriorate and he, he wasn't the same Eddie. You know, a lot of people saw him at the tail end. But every time I thought of Eddie, every time anybody said the name Eddie, the flashbacks of when I played here came into my mind. You know, it wasn't the Eddie that I saw when I was at the arena, you know, the last couple of years seeing him. It was always the Eddie that I knew playing. So I, I spoke to him the same way. I greeted him the same way. The respect level was always the same way. So that's how I'm going to take away with this, the, uh, his death and all that. I'm just going to always remember him when I knew him. And now all those teams play on, on what is now called Eddie Sutton court, which is very special. And then mm -hmm. he was recently announced that he would soon be inducted into the hall of fame, which is an honor yep. we had all been waiting on. Um, yep. Why do you think that he is so deserving of that honor? Well, how many coaches, well, and it, I'm a little biased, a little partial because I, I feel like he should have been in there many, many years ago, just off the strength of how many wins that he, he had. But being a Hall of Fame coach, I think, stretches a little bit more than the wins and losses. I think that the influence that he had on the players, the community, the school, which is what made Coach a Hall of Fame coach. He touched so many, so many people and, and just who he was as a person, you know, his character. Like I said earlier, he didn't sugarcoat things. He let people know exactly how he felt, what it is that he wanted them to, to know. And that's what made Eddie great. You know, we, at some point in time, you got to come across people that don't sugarcoat things, that tell you the real. And Eddie was one of those guys. You know, I, somebody asked me a question the other day about, you know, if it was a bad cop, good cop situation with the coaching staff. And of course, you have to have that good balance. You got to have that equilibrium. But Eddie didn't waver. He was always the bad cop. <laughs> so we knew exactly what we were going to get from him. Um, we knew what he was going to say to us about our grades, you know, about being men, um, about family, about all that kind of stuff. And I can remember, I think my, the first year we were here, we had an etiquette class. A lot of people don't know this. We had an etiquette class. Eddie Sutton made us go to an etiquette class where we had to learn how to eat with the proper forks. <laughs> it, was the, it was the weirdest, funniest thing because a lot of the guys on the team had no 
<laughs> it was funny. But yeah, I, I tend to leave that story out. <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> we had to line up our forks and our plate and, and our cups in a certain way and how you're supposed to talk and address people and stuff like that. It was it was interesting. But Eddie, that was the type of guy that he was. He wanted you to know he, you had to experience different things because we had, like I said, a, an adver- a, a diverse group of guys that come from many different walks of life. So it was needed, and uh, Eddie did a great job with it. And then you mentor now as well. You've served as a coach for different teams. You also mm-hmm. run Graham Shooting Stars Academy. Why is mm-hmm. passing on that love for basketball and mentorship important? Well, it's our duty. It's our responsibility. Once we've learned um, certain things, it's our job to pass it on. You know, I can't hold on to it. And for me, I was blessed enough to have you know, a great father, um, a great coach, several great coaches. Um, Eddie Sutton taught me a lot of things about hard work, about discipline. Um, and those are the things that I pass along to the younger kids. You know, a lot of times they ask me about stories about Eddie and how I was playing for the OSU Cowboys in the NBA. And the first thing that I tell them, it wasn't easy. <laughs> it definitely wasn't easy. And it's going to take hours and hours and hours of you working, getting better and improving. And there's no shortcuts. You know, you can't come to the gym for five or 10 minutes and expect results. You got to put in the time, got to put in the work. And that's one thing that Eddie, you know, he taught us. We were in the gym legit two or three hours practicing, working on our craft, working on our game. And it paid off. We were a great group of guys that knew how to work hard and play hard. And those are the things that I pass along to the youngsters. Do you have a favorite moment of playing for Eddie Sutton? And, hmm. you know, what sticks out to you from those memories? There's, there's so many. There's so many. I can't put one. But I can remember, a lot of people don't know this either. We used to have to sign in uh, every day, every single day, the whole three years that I was here um, at Oklahoma State. And it didn't matter if it was – early in the morning, but before practice, before three o'clock came, at some point in time, we had to go up and see the coach and say hi. If they needed to say something to us, if they needed to tell us about how bad practice was yesterday, which, you know, that, that responsibility fell on me all the time. Coach, <laughs> coach reamed me all the time about what I needed to do better and what I need to get the rest of the guys to do. But that's one thing that sticks out to me, just the meetings that I used to have, the one-on-ones with Eddie every single day and it was something new every day it wasn't the same story it was something that he needed me to grow and to learn and i didn't think it was that much if you think about it, 365 days and this is wasn't just the season this was preseason. this was postseason. this was the whole year so i saw him every single day and uh i learned a lot i grew a lot just being around him and anything else you want to add um the only thing that I think I want to add is just the, my prayers that go out to the family, um, all the people that were around Eddie. You know, he, he will be missed. I'm sure uh, there's tons of stories that people have about Eddie, but I just want people to remember Eddie when they knew him, when he was at his best. Um, I got tons and tons of memories, tons and tons of stories, but that's how I'm going to leave it with him. Uh, with him at the 2004-2005 season, 
um, made me a great, great person, better man, um, and a great basketball player. So I owe it all to Eddie for that. The Hall of Fame ceremony was originally set for August, but has been postponed to the spring of 2021. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Inside OSU podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.